everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm Tiana Thomas. And I'm Rachel Weiss. And this is The Neighborhood Podcast, spelled NBHD. Each week, Tiana and I will be interviewing local small businesses to give our listeners a glimpse into the people behind the business. Our podcast will give you the whole perspective of the world of small businesses so that you know where to go to support local. And a big shout out to our sponsor, Neighborhood Innovations, a business committed to showcasing small businesses as a way of the future. So today we have a very unique guest I'm excited to introduce. Created in Ottawa, Ontario, Function Ali Fit is a health and fitness brand run by Carleton University alum, Ali Privet. Ali is a certified personal trainer who does classes both online and in person and also has her own line of clothing and fitness gear. With close to 2,000 followers, Ali has captured the support of many within the Ottawa area and has also formed a reoccurring clientele. So here to talk about business and fitness, thank you so much for being here with us today, Ali. Hey guys, my name is Alessandra Predit. Most of you know me as Ali. Um, my Instagram handle is function.ali.fit and it is a self-brand small business that originally started out um, specifically for my personal training and group fitness options. Um, soon it turned, it turned itself into a brand that really represents who I am as a trainer and an athlete. Um, as a personal trainer, uh, just to give you some background, some context about what I do, I specialize in strength and conditioning as well as functional training. Um, and I also specialize in circuit training and heavy lifting. Mm. So, Ali, we're so excited to have you here to learn more about you and your brand, but we want to know, how did you get the idea for the business? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on here. I'm really excited. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) The business really started during quarantine last year. Um, I've had this Instagram account, actually, since I was about... Uh, 15 or 16 years old, actually, back in high school when um, I played soccer and we started working out a couple times a week as a team. Um, If you scroll far back, far down into my Instagram, uh, you'll notice it started off with just like a couple mirror pictures with a soccer teammate. And all the way till quarantine, I would post um, here and there occasionally. But once quarantine happened, I'm a very on-the-go person and I like to be busy and I wanted something to do that was productive. So okay. kind of sitting, bouncing ideas off my sister is how it all started off. She's like, this is your time to do your business. And I was like, okay, this is it. So I kind of <laughs> started off with just planning what I should do, who I should work with, and just really just got started. Okay. Um, so it started off with just some info for my sister, actually, a little push. That's sweet. And so just to... Yeah. Just for context uh, for all of our mm-hmm. listeners, you said that you started this uh, first account or the idea first came back to you in around high school. How long ago yeah. was that? If you don't mind us asking, how old are you now? I'm 24. You're 24, so you first made this no. account, how many years ago was that? Like eight years ago? Yes, eight years ago. Seven, eight, I'd say. Okay, so, yep. fit- so it's safe to say that fitness has really always been your thing. Yeah, if you want to hear a little bit about my story, please, um, how it actually started, um, I can share that with you guys. Um, I, it's not a typical, like, 
amazing kind of like weight loss story, which I love hearing from people, progress, the start of your fitness journey. But mine is a little different. Um, I've always been more on like the lean side in terms of my body type. Um, but really it all started at my little brother's birthday a long time ago. It was actually in grade six. It was when I was 12 years old. So 12 years ago. Um, and my dad kind of got us to have a push-up competition. It was just like, you know, it was just after his birthday, we we're having some dessert. And so we looked at each other and we're like, okay. So we did these push-ups and apparently I had better form and like I got more push-ups. He's younger than me, but I was a girl and it was just this big thing. So my dad kind of sat me down after and he was like, if you wake up, every single morning and you do 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups and hold a plank for two minutes, you'll be the strongest woman ever. So believe it or not, I actually did that starting the next morning, every single morning before I went to school. This is when I was in grade six. So I did that for about two years straight, grade six to grade eight until I went to high school. During that time, I was still like on dial-up and whatnot, but I would go on YouTube and search up like exercises and little workouts and I would add to my morning routine. Um, so that was for a couple years. Once I hit high school, um, being an athlete playing soccer since I was just four, um, I was on a bunch of teams and had access to a gym. So I took advantage of that for sure. I learned from different teachers and coaches. I was friends with some guys on the football team, basketball team, the soccer team, and they would help me in the gym uh, with my lifting. And from there, I soon uh, got into higher levels of soccer uh, where we started lifting as a team. Um, once I was in that kind of environment with high-level athletes who want to pursue a career in soccer, who want to just go as far as they can in their sport that they have such a passion for, I realized when I was in the gym sessions that I was able to lift a lot more weight than a lot of my, my teammates. And... I realized that it was just like a deep passion of mine to just be in the gym and just be lifting weights and exercising in general. So that's how I started my fitness account. I was like, let me see where I can take this. And here we are today, basically. So yeah, that's my little story. And it's just grown since then. It became my little empire, wow. I like to call it. No, oh, that's yeah. incredible. And I don't want you to ever invalidate your story because you're like, oh, it's not big or inspirational because it is. You <laughs> took something that you were passionate about and turned it into something feasible. And that's one of the most important things about a business. If there just isn't passion behind it, then it's not going to work out in the long run. Yeah. And I have to ask, like being a woman, you talk <laughs> about going to the gym and I notice even myself and my friends Sometimes being yeah. a woman, you're scared to go to the gym. You're oh, nervous. I know I am. <laughs> you know, it's it, it can be a super intimidating environment to begin with. And I think especially being a woman. So for a woman who's nervous about going to the gym, what kind of advice would you give her? Yes. So that's a really good question. And as a personal trainer, that's actually one of the biggest issues why specifically, as we're talking about females, actually get a personal trainer because most gyms the cardio section is the first part of the gym okay and then if you want to go lift weights you got to walk a little beyond if you guys have been to the carlton gym that's where i have been personal training the last three four years uh, i've personally that's, been there yeah yeah that's the layout you walk in you got 
a whole aisle of cardio machines, and only at the back, really, is there all the the uh, the dumbbells and all the other mm-hmm. machines, squat racks, and all that. So there's like a line. There's literally a line on the ground and a different colored uh, floor. And once you cross that line, say we have this like perception that oh, I'm not good enough to be here. Oh, I I can't do this, right? So as a personal trainer, I it's my job to empower and motivate my clients. So me taking that first step with my clients on our consultation day is a big deal. Introducing them to what the machines are called even helps. As mm-hmm. the sessions go on, by me teaching them and actually being with them physically beside them while they use these machines, I've seen it. A lot of confidence is built up in my clients. So I would just say it's, it's a step. It's a step over a line to, to basically enhance your life. That's the whole point of working out and exercising daily is really to enhance your quality of life. So mm-hmm. it's just taking that one step so, figuratively and literally. So, so just, just to summarize that, so would you say as a personal trainer, one of the very first steps that people may want to take, female, male, any gender, to feel more comfortable, not only in the gym, but in their own bodies within the gym, is to be knowledgeable on the machines you're using, make sure that you're using it properly, and be confident with Mm -hmm. the process. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And just to add, I'd really say that it's important to just rise above for the challenge and just really put your best foot forward and try your best to gain skills to help you enhance your quality of life. And as cheesy as it sounds, um, the whole thing about health as well, it's it's so true. You have one life, so make it your best yet. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, grasp as much information as possible from people within the fitness industry. And do your due diligence and do your research. If you are a client, do your research. If you are new to the gym, look things up. That can't harm you in any way. If anything, that makes you more knowledgeable. (laughs) And another thing I would just say is just, it's never too late to start your fitness journey. It's all about the small steps and embracing the process. Um, I encourage you to take progress pictures. Today's 2021. We everyone's on Instagram, everyone's on social media, why not, if you're not even sharing it, just have something for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to track your progress these days. So I recommend that. And my only other piece of advice, if you are starting off with a personal trainer specifically, trust them. Trust your personal trainer. It's in your best interest. They go to school, they take classes, they study the body, okay? So... I just think that that is something really important that I'd like to share is that as personal trainers, we do extra schooling and we take extra courses to help you. So Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So to circle back to what you said about your clients, like I've trained with you a few times. I love the environment. I think that you are really welcoming. And I think that's why I loved training with you so much is I had not worked out in months and I felt like, I was stepping in with a trainer who was accepting of that. And there was no expectation of me having to be, you know, super into fitness or anything. It was just a welcoming environment. Everyone was really enjoying themselves. But the classes that I was in were majority female. So I'm wondering, being a female trainer, is all of your clientele female? Do you have any male clients? Yeah, so I would say 
Yeah, good question. Um, definitely one of my goals uh, in my business is to actually attract more male clients. Majority, you are right, majority of my clientele are females uh, for my business. When I personally trained at Carlton, obviously under uh, a different institution, I had a lot of male clients as well, uh, which is a really good experience. But I definitely would like to expand and have more um, males come in and train with me. So, well, yeah. I imagine like, um, like, and I just, I love everything you said so far because I didn't really realize that so many people probably felt the same way I do. When I was at the gym, like, I always felt so yeah. scared going into the gym because, like, I was a dancer, so my legs were pretty strong. And so I'd go do my cardio, which I hated, by the way. I hate cardio. And then I would go Ooh. do, like, a squat machine or – but then there was just a certain part of the gym for, like, like weight lifting that mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. wanted – to cross and it was so scary and I just I felt um I worked with a personal trainer like two times and it helped a lot just to be able to actually know what I'm doing and understand that there was a lot of things like there I would stand next to guys that were lifting like a hundred pound weights and I'd pick up like a ten pound weight and I felt I felt so pathetic and uh yeah and then I kind of um it definitely helped to really have someone there to support me, so which is really exciting. So at first, I just wanted to put it out there that it's so nice to know that some people are on the same page as me. Yeah, and I think for me, like, <laughs> I'm, for people who don't know, like, to put it in a little bit of context, like, I'm six feet tall, so I'm a pretty big girl. <laughs> yeah, you're tall, girl. Yeah, and there's this notion from, you know, there's this narrative that, like, women shouldn't lift. You know, you don't want to be big. So I'm like, I'm already big. I, I was scared to lift because there's this kind of negative idea that women who lift, they're bulky, they're manly. So what advice can you give to women who are scared? Because I know for me, I was cardio, 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 baby. I didn't touch a weight because I'm like, I can't look bulky at all. And I've completely changed my outlook. But for someone who is just getting into fitness, they're scared to lift because they don't want to look too manly, whatever that means. What advice would you give them? I would just say that the reason you're exercising is to be happier, to boost your mental health, and just to boost your energy. So don't listen to what anyone has to say. If you're happy after your workout, during your workout, that's what's the most important thing, I believe. Um, Also, just to share something personal on that note, you were kind of just talking about, Rach, um, like the whole idea of being like, lifting being manly and being bulky and stuff, I can really relate to that, and I actually do have, like, a little personal um, story about that, because I, as a passionate fitness enthusiast and all that, um, I did struggle, actually, for a long time, since I was very young, Um, basically being, wearing a shirt without, like, sleeves, Uh, so since I was very young, I've always had, like, these leaves muscular and I guess bulky looking arms like a bulky upper body um basically I had like boy arms all my life (laughs) let's just put it that way Mm -hmm. um so when I was younger I actually wore like hoodies um in like 30 degree weather like in the summers because I would just get scared and looked at all the time and Mm -hmm. just like I would be walking in a mall and people would whisper and like just be staring at me so I had this whole thing with that and even sometimes it still affects me today when I go into a gym, especially if I'm going into a new gym. 
um, I just learned to embrace it, and it doesn't bother me as much anymore, but it's something I do sometimes think about. Um, there is that little stereotype, but I choose today to block that out and, again, rise above. Um, this is who I am. This is what I love to do, and a stare won't stop me anymore. So Good. I just think that you have to just kind of overcome that little obstacle, like lifting heavy weights does not make you bulky. It makes you stronger, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's making you bulky. If you are taking a mass, if you're taking a mass gainer, like protein powder and like creatine supplements and you're lifting heavy, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe you're going to get kind of bulky. If that's what you want, don't do that. But just by working out simply and lifting weights, that does not mean you're going to turn into like a bulky, like creature. John Cena. <laughs> I was thinking more like like the Hulk or but no John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> like John Cena. Like that's not what we're trying to get here. Yeah, but um, so. I don't. Oh, I'm like, I'm listening to you speak. I'm so inspired, but I also hear <laughs> Andrew's voice in the back of my head. And for anyone who doesn't know, An Andrew Kerr is my co-owner over at Neighborhood Innovations. I hear his voice in the back of my head being like, Tiana, this is fantastic, but let's talk about the business. He's very much the realist and business focused side. So, um, but then like, but then I also have, um, I'm a very like, like social person um, and a very forward thinker in the way like I'm listening to this and I hear Andrew being like, okay, but what about the business? I'm like, but this is part of the business to be a personal trainer is not just about selling your product, which in this case would be the, like the fitness classes or the fitness resources, such as the clothing or even the elastic bands that you sell. It's also a very big part of it is supporting your clientele which you clearly have a lot of passion for, and I really, really admire. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate so that so much. Yeah, it definitely shows both sides of the business. Like Tiana was going there. It's not just it's not just the sales. It's also the support of your clients and the follow up. And I think I even noticed that. Like you, you texted me like some days and be like, "Hey, like, have you worked out today?" And I think that yeah. to me shows that you're not just about sales. It's about it's really about helping people. Um, but Tiana did bring up your selling of like products so on your website you have t-shirts hoodies resistance bands i use your resistance band it's incredible i use it almost every day so do you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah uh definitely so when i first created my website uh about a year ago uh today right when quarantine kind of started last year um I had no idea that I was going to have my own merchandise today. I really was just starting it for my personal training business and for group fitness options. Mm -hmm. That's about it. As I like consumed more time into creating my website and doing my own research and looking at my motivators, my like inspirations um, in the fitness world, I soon realized like, damn. If I'm going to be successful, I might have to um, kind of really brand myself. And so I feel like the missing puzzle piece was really showing my brand, creating a logo and just really showing it um, to, like, my supporters. And now it's like 
they can put like my name with like beside a logo and like I'm functionally fit. I'm FAF. I'm not just Ali. I'm not just Alessandra Previtt anymore. I'm also functionally fit and that's my business. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see any of this kind of coming. It started off actually just by ordering a couple t-shirts and like a tote bag, a mug, just for myself. And it started with a story, honestly, and there was a lot of hype behind it. I got a lot of replies, and people actually wanted to start ordering them. So the stuff that I ordered for myself, um, I ended up actually having to just send out um, to a couple friends and, like, family, which was really awesome. And that is what motivated me, the support that I have through my business, right? I've established a lot of relationships um, through my business. When I personally train, I like to create that bond, like I did with Rachel, um, that's my goal. It's not just about the fitness part. Can we work together? Because we're a team. Once I'm training you, we're a team. I'm trying to help you get to your goals. So basically, my supporters from that day on kind of motivated me to actually create more products. That's when I started working with uh, a friend through Carlton, uh, who I met uh, playing soccer, and he was my supplier for my first uh, FAS gear. So hoodies, crewnecks, and t-shirts, um, which I'm still selling today and have a sale going on today for 50% off my hoodies because I'm trying mm-hmm. to finish up my first bulk of products. Um, that also soon turned out to be uh, crop tops uh, under a manifest collection. Um, the reason behind that was just because my goal for 2021 is to really focus on uh, more of like my sleep and self-care because I don't sleep enough and I would say that's my the one area of my like balanced healthy life is kind of like missing so I created um, two crop tops to kind of showcase that and I actually collaborated with my cousin in London Ontario um, her Instagram account is all things L it's a small business that she created a few months back and I got to collaborate with her, so she actually created the crop tops. We worked on them together, and that's also a collection. From there, I finally got my uh, booty bands, my FAS booty bands, my resistance mm-hmm. bands um, for sale. So those have been really awesome. Um, they make really good gifts, which is a big thing that I'm going to start promoting, actually. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge to people. <laughs> um a giveaway is coming with the booty bands as well. There's three resistances, so uh, light, medium, and heavy. So the light is the gray band, the medium uh, resistance is the peach band, which is the most popular, that one, and the marble one, which I think Rachel ordered. She did, she told me. And that is my favorite band right there. So, yeah, started with just my personal training. So now I also have my own merchandise. That's super cool. And so just to clarify, you don't mm-hmm. just sell fitness clothes. You still do online fitness classes, right? Like you like you go to I the do. gym and as a personal trainer, but then you also have classes, correct? Yeah, you're right. So I actually haven't had a class for a, quite some time. I would say a couple months now. Um, just getting a new job and entering a new career. Um, and whatnot just kind of took over a little for that stuff. I am still training clients. I do have private clients that I train virtually. Um, 
a couple times a week, and that's been going really well, but I am looking to start up weekly, if not bi-weekly, training sessions, group sessions uh, via Zoom really soon. That's exciting. And if people, like, take a look at your Instagram after watching this podcast and think that you're super great and want to start working with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Like, through your Instagram, through your website? Mm -hmm. Uh, Good question. Yeah. So if you wanted to start personal training with me or uh, entering in like a group session and we can get a group together a couple times a week, the best way to contact me is directly through my Instagram. However, there's also a chat and messaging system through my website, uh, Hmm. And then going from there, I wanted to ask like, This seems like a very great business, but you are one person. You could only help so many clients at one time. Do you see your business growing? And if so, how do you want to grow it for the future? Great question. Yeah, running your own business is definitely tough. Um, I always thought, hmm, I want to do this with a team. I in the future, want to open up my own gym, and I definitely need a team for that. Um, I'm just not there right now, so (laughs) stay tuned. Um, But I would just say that I do plan on expanding, and I would be looking into working with more people to kind of help me out. Um, One of my ideas is actually getting on um, another personal trainer, fitness expert, to kind of put a class together, um, like a course style. So it would be like once or twice a week, it'd be a couple hours long, half theory and half movement. And that's just one thing that I'd like to get started on um, in the near future before opening up my own gym. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, tough running a business by yourself. I do have a lot of support from my family. My sister's really great. Shout out Julia. Um, (laughs) She... (laughs) She helps me uh, record sometimes, and she helps take pictures here and there. Um, but it's definitely been a fun learning experience and challenge. Um, I got my tripod, my ring light, <laughs> which I use a lot of the time now, uh, especially when I was away in Ottawa, which, by the way, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm no longer in Ottawa. So, yes, I've really established myself in Ottawa over the last, four to six years, and I'm really sad that I had to go, but I've actually relocated um, in the Halton region, close to the GTA. It's about an hour from Toronto. So any in-person classes that I will be hosting would be, well, hopefully COVID kind of goes away soon, mm-hmm. um, but would be uh, in the GTA, not in Ottawa anymore. Mm-hmm. But for my Ottawa uh, clientele, who I do keep in touch with a lot, a lot of my clients, I because of the way I like to um, prioritize the bonds that I have with my clients, I do keep in touch with them, and they know that I do plan on making a trip to host um, an in-person kind of like boot camp. So one weekend, I'll make the trip down and host a workout. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's always yeah. been active during COVID, but undoubtedly you were a personal trainer before you were your own business so even then you you had 
maybe not like it wasn't like your business but people still come to work with you and therefore you're able to kind of sell yourself as a trainer so definitely like thinking of when you were personal trained in person versus doing classes online now like how has COVID impacted that right um so I think that COVID has actually helped me before Hmm. COVID started out um I wasn't taking as much time as I should have into my business it was more just on the side when I have time you know I I found myself honestly in phases of I have a lot of time this week to record, 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 and film workouts and post content. And then sometimes I'm just stuck in like a rut and it was just not consistent. And I find that all my extra time during quarantine has helped me find the time to actually prioritize my business. So for me, COVID helped me. I was, I've been able to post every day, every couple days, whereas before I would post like maybe once a week. Like it was not consistent at all, to be truthfully honest. So I'm actually like, despite COVID, grateful to have had, um, have the time to, as I live like a very, very busy life and juggle a lot of things, to actually put more time into my business. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah. And just like yeah. a, few, a few more squ- small questions just about, because this podcast is not only about supporting small businesses, I think it's Absolutely. also about a little bit of the magic behind the business. And so um, I want to ask you a little bit about between your website and collecting like resources to sell products and possibly even gathering like the space and the materials to record home workout videos like I want to know like uh, was it a pretty large investment to get this started um and what major challenges do you think may have occurred getting this business off the ground yeah great question so um for me I've always on the equipment side of things I've always had some equipment um I've always had like a Boju ball, I've had 20 pound dumbbells, 5 pound dumbbells, and a little medicine ball. Um, I haven't added to that too, too much other than getting some kettlebells, which I got from Canadian Tire, it was a pack of three, uh, 5 pounds, 10 pounds, and 15 pounds, and that was under 50 bucks. Um, Other than that, just getting uh, long and short resistance bands, so booty bands and longer ones. Other than that... Um, I haven't gotten too much. I really wish I had a squat rack. I'm dying to do squats. I'm dying to do deadlifts. I wish I had a barbell. Um, I'm always looking into it. But I believe um, I can trust my knowledge and all the research I've done and all the courses I've taken to keep up with my fitness as I've been with the resources I have. So it's definitely possible to uh, be fit and get fit with no equipment at all either. Uh, But in terms of my business, I could have had my business going if I didn't have any gym equipment. So I think that part is kind of, that's the easy part. I could just be doing body weight workouts all the time because most people don't have equipment. It's expensive. Costs have gone up because of COVID. So um, that part, kind of the easiest. The hardest part for me was the recording. 
if I didn't have supportive family members and it was just me, it would be a lot harder to actually get my business up and running. I had to get my own tripod. That was the biggest thing. Um, and ring light. And I actually got like a, uh, which was under $100, which was really great. Um, and I used my phone for recording. So it's very minimalistic. I do have a decent camera, but not like a vlogging camera, not like a camera specifically for recording workouts. Uh, but I just find that my phone um, is, is the most proficient and cost efficient way to do it. Um, I also ended up getting at some point uh, a backdrop. And I thought that was like a good idea at first. I don't really use it too much anymore. Um, I just find that the hardest part is actually having a theme on your Instagram. I find that a lot of the, first of all, clothes that I wear, my workout clothes, my wardrobe is very colorful. So it's hard to kind of stick to a theme. Um, and where I live, I don't have really like white walls or cream walls, which is what I would personally want as a theme. White background, pop of color, neutral color, and just very consistent. So it's been kind of hard um, for recording purposes to continue like that. Um, there are really great apps nowadays that can give you a white background. Um, so that's just the hardest part for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to add? I think, I think I covered um, everything for that. <laughs> no, I think you did great answering that question. But then what 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 sparked my curiosity when you say when you were saying that is undoubtedly when you were in the gym as a personal trainer, you were cooperating with a client one-on-one or if you were teaching a class in person you would be able to see all of your clients be there in person and motivate them do you think it has been a lot harder on you to stay motivated to be consistent with this business online like I don't know I just felt like a like Rachel and I do school online and going to school and seeing my friends and being in that environment really changes how much you're willing to participate in a particular activity. Like, I I was... Even just focusing on your work, it's so hard. And, like, like, I know, like, working out at home is really hard to do and that I've had to kind of adapt to that, but, like... Oh, I don't even work out at home. Like, if a gym is open, I will go to the gym all the time. But now that I'm at home, it's, like, my home is my calm space. I don't want to rearrange furniture to go work out and, like... And, like... (laughs) Leave me, I don't want to go, like, I have, like, Rachel's in my house right now. I pretty, the only open space I have is in, like, my kitchen. Like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I like having, like, my home environment and my gym environment. And so it's really hard for me to stay motivated to do that. But I feel like, um, like, as a personal trainer, like, a part of the fun would be going and hosting a class or going to the gym. And, like, so do you find it hard to stay motivated doing it all just on your own in front of a camera or has it been okay for you? On the personal training side or my Just all of it. All of it? Yeah. Well, I definitely prefer personal training in person. Um, However, there are benefits to it. A typical personal training session is an hour long and with COVID now, that session is decreased down to about 45 minutes give or take, maybe a little bit more 
by the time you do your screening and whatnot. So you waste, you're wasting time out of the session, which is tough on the client who are, who's paying for the service. Um, so I really like virtual training because you really get the full hour with your client. The full hour is for the warm-up if you need. However, if I usually get my clients to warm up beforehand. That way, the full hour, we can do a complete cool down. Everything can be done in that full hour, no rush, uh, proper rest times. Uh, whereas sometimes, um, if you're running late, right, clients can run late. Maybe I had a session that went a couple minutes uh, longer. It wastes time. People become angry, right? You don't. You try your best not to have those situations happen. Sometimes they just do in person, whereas virtually, it's a click of a button and you're with your client. And I think that part's really cool. And I've gotten really good feedback from the clients I currently have about virtual training. Yeah. Um, so, I loved your virtual training. Like we did it, I did it last summer. I, I think you had it every week. Like I'm super excited. I hope you bring it back. I think it was, I am bringing it back. It was Ooh. so fun. And I think just being at, in that environment, like people who are especially living alone right now and you're lonely, like just hopping on zoom, working out for an hour, exactly. everyone's there for the same reason. It was really, really nice. So I'm super excited that you're bringing that back. Mm, I might need to look yeah. into that, Rachel, you know, considering I make excuses. You do. I do yeah. make excuses. No, I, no excuses. No, I, yeah. make, I, make a, I have a very busy life and I like to work out, but I will make excuses not to work out at home. It's not a happy thing for me. But <laughs> I do yeah. I do my best. Yeah, so we That's talked about... That's all you can do. I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that it's definitely really hard to stay motivated, but I feel like you just need to find what is it that really motivates you. How can, what, pay attention to yourself most of the time. Pizza, pizza motivates me, Ali. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I was just going to say that I'm very motivated. So I find that if I just watch, uh, a YouTube video, if I watch an Instagram video about fitness, anything fitness, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. But I guess that that's not everybody. So I feel like you just need to pay attention to your body. What what pushes you? Like, actually find that out about yourself so that you can recognize that And every time you want to work out, but you're like, meh, I kind of just want to keep laying in bed. Meh, I kind of want to watch Netflix a little longer, one more episode. <laughs> like, get up. Like, what is going to make you get up? Do you need to have pre-workout do you need to do a dance do you need to listen to your favorite songs you need to watch a youtube video um of a workout like find that thing i would just say yeah i was gonna say like for me stepping on the scale motivates me but i'm kind of i'm curious i know that there's like a lot of people have this negative idea about scales i'm wondering do you recommend people have a scale in their house or not like what is your idea when it comes to that that is a very good question. And actually, I'm on the side of no to scales. I'm, they can be great at times. Um, however, I just think that pictures and just how you feel, mm-hmm. self-reflecting mm-hmm. after a week, right? That's why I do those check-ins. That's why when Rach mentioned, like, I checked in and, see, and, and just to see if she worked out that day is because I want to make sure that she's sticking on her own track and being independent with her own goals as well. And so I just find that the scale is just showing a number that can mean, that means so many things, not just about, like, what your body is saying, 
right? That number kind of cultivates your body composition in so many different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Your body fat percentage, what's your water weight, right? What's your bone density? There's so many little things in that one number. And if it's not a number that you like, then we have this like mental stigma going on that is just kind of tearing you down. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like to see. So when I have consultations with clients, I will tell them off the bat that I will weigh you. We will step on the scale. If you don't want to, that's fine. Um, But we do it as just an assessment to see where you're at. Where can you be? We will do little check-ins maybe every month, depending on how long I'm training with a client. Most of the time it's once a month. Um, But for the most part, I'm kind of against scales because it's just a number. It doesn't... Yeah. exactly represent your progress for in my opinion. me I whenever I go to a do- like whenever I go to the doctor and they have to weigh me I say don't don't tell me the yeah. number because the number bothers right. me a lot and I, do- yeah. I don't know why it does I think it's because um my friends are actually like a lot smaller than me and then I feel like okay. I'm like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a bad reflection for me, but then at the same time, exactly. I've, gained, I've gained a lot of weight since I was, like, a teenager, and in a very, very good way, but the number still bothers me, and you know what, everyone's fitness journey is definitely very different, and so I agree with you, how I measure my progress is how I feel about my own body, I guess, and, but everyone does it differently, like, if you're trying to, like, gain weight or lose weight, for health reasons, it might be a good indication, but I don't really work out for that particular reason. I work out just because it keeps me healthy, and for me, it's mostly just a very good stress relief. Yeah, and I think, yeah, too, definitely. like, you can gain weight from muscle, if I understand that correctly. So I think sometimes people start working out and they see the scale going up, but you're actually gaining mm-hmm. muscle. I couldn't exactly. tell you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Muscle does um, weigh more than fat. So that is why if you're if you're into a regular fitness routine where you're starting to lift weights, you might see that number go up because you're building muscle. Okay? That doesn't, again, for the ladies listening, that doesn't mean you're getting bulky or anything like that or too muscular and whatnot. You're just putting on some muscle, you're toning up, and that's a good thing. So, right. yeah, so- I would just... I was just yeah, gonna say go since um like I'm in my I'm going into my fourth year of university now so I'm 20 years old. Okay. But when I was just entering university when I was 17, I was a lot smaller and I felt so insecure when I realized how much weight I gained in a number. But then I look back on pictures of myself now and I realize like. It's part of it's also I was getting older. I was 17. Of course, I'm going to weigh more now, but I'm actually developing less from being like a child to being like a woman. And my 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 hips got bigger. And let's just say I feel I feel a lot more confident in my body now and I may weigh more, but I'm just it's it's my body and I'm, I'm really happy with it. And that's good. And whether people are working out with you to feel more confident about their body or just to stay healthy. I'm glad that you not only have the educational background, but it seems like you have a lot of experience that you are learning from, which I adore, and you have the motivation to help your clients, which is very, very exciting. And I just want to say congratulations on all the hard work you've put in in the past year, Ali, as you are either surpassing or coming up on your one-year anniversary. 
Thank you so much. That's, it was my oh, pleasure. So and exciting. It is very exciting. And so from all you've learned over the past year, and you have years of learning to come, but one thing I did want to ask, and because we asked this to all of our guests, is if you had one piece of advice for people starting out their own small business in your industry, being a fitness and health-related business, what advice would you give to another small business owner? Okay, my one big piece of advice would be to plan ahead. Find out what your audience is into. Put polls up on your stories. Start talking. That's one of my goals. I don't talk on the camera as much as I should, so stay tuned because that's something I'm working on, first of all. Um, But really make connections with your audience, with your followers beforehand. Find out if this is something people would be into. Um, Actually, my sister is thinking about starting her own small business, so I'm trying to motivate her to actually do that. Um, I would just say that planning, budgeting is a big part of it. And then again, I'll go back to the very beginning. It's just taking that step. It's just starting. And it's never too late to start. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is plan ahead and just get it started. You will never know where it will take you. I didn't know where starting my website would take me. And now I have my own fitness line, my own brand, my own logo. So um, just taking that step, you'll never know where it will take you. Hmm. Well, and that was that was really great advice. And Allie, it just sounds like you've come a long way. But like we said, we're, you're only one year into business. And it's been amongst a huge pandemic. So I can't wait to see everything that's going to come as soon as this all comes to an end. But the pandemic, I mean, and then we could see what's going to become of your business. Rachel, stop laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts are an imperfect process, but we're doing really good. But, um, Rachel, do you have any other questions on the top of your head here? I just want to say I'm super excited again for those online classes, and I'm really excited to see where your brand goes in terms of selling things. I mean, like I mentioned, I, I love your booty bands. I They work so well. The quality is incredible, and it's also a really accessible price, which... I think so many people would appreciate. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see where you go next in terms of what you're selling. So I will be watching. Stay tuned. I have <laughs> some things planned ahead. So yeah, definitely stay tuned. Um, Rachel, I can't wait to train you again. Tiana, I hope you can come out for a workout too when I'm starting to host them. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Summer's here almost. So this is the time to start getting into your workout routine. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just wow. looking to kind of boost my business in hope that people become more motivated because of the weather. So, that's a big deal, too. Okay. Well, with that being said, I just wanted to say, Ali, once again, like first and foremost, thank you so, so, so much for coming out and being on the podcast today. Thank you both so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see what you guys come up with and to hear the first episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So the first episode um, is definitely 
coming out soon. And it's really funny that we're saying that because we're recording this, even though the first episode will be out by the time this is released. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the first episode is already out for whoever is listening to this. Yeah, like, you know, we're just jumping, like, just time travel to the future there. And if you haven't watched the first episode, go watch the first episode. Go watch it. (laughs) So lots of big things um, are coming soon, guys. So, Ali, would you like to tell us your Instagram one more and your website one more time so people could find you, having, like, absolutely fell in love with your brand? Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, so my Instagram handle is at function.ali, A-L-I, dot fit, and my website is www.functionallyfit.com. Yep, and then anyone that's looking to learn more about Ali and her business, you could also go over to the podcast Instagram. That's NBHD Podcast on Instagram, and you could find Ali through our posts and content there. So, but with that being said, um, once again, my name is Tiana Thomas. My name is Rachel. And we wanted to say thank you so, so much for joining us. And thank you once again to our sponsor, Neighborhood Innovations, for all they do to help make this podcast a reality. And then thank you, Ali and Functionality Fitness. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. This has been a really fantastic episode. And without further ado, good night, everybody.